All right, welcome to February 8th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. It is I, your host, Joseph DeCristoforo. Still don't have my YouTube channel up yet. I've been up to my eyeballs with life, just like the rest of you. You know, running a real estate business with my lovely wife, Teresa, and dealing with my eyesight, which dwindled considerably in the last couple of years since my aorta collapsed. Long story if you haven't already heard it, but basically I survived. Thank goodness, and the doctors were able to stitch me up. But in the meantime, I'm working with a low vision specialist as well as the vocational trainers that come from the Department of Rehab. So in other words, I'm kind of busy doing other things, including a lot of dog sitting too. So... I apologize for reruns in the meantime, but I am filming new content, which you will be able to see once I do get the YouTube channel up. For now, the show is officially called Doom's Electric Chair. Oops, never mind. That's my old metal channel. Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson, and I want to change it to Joe's Patriotic Freedom something or another. I don't know what yet, but I have gotten a lot of good feedback from some of you, so keep it coming, and thanks for that. Of course, in order to really facilitate the name change... I'll have to register it with my host provider and get a new URL and all that good stuff. So it will take some work on my end. Thanks for your patience. And thanks for being a great patriotic American. And let's begin the show as we normally do with the Pledge of Allegiance. Let's everybody stand up. Face the flags if we have one. Put our right hands over our hearts and begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Woohoo! Merca! And now on to today's headlines. Madison destroys Pinckney in the election of 1808. Plus, Jack Nicholson goes berserk in a road rage incident. I'll talk about invention and patent news regarding the fountain pen, envelope and gummy machine, and the banjo clock. And Spud Webb wins the slam dunk contest in the NBA All-Star Game. All right, so now here I go. 1809. Madison destroys Pinckney in the election of 1808. Two-term president Thomas Long Tom Jefferson was done with his office. He had no desire to seek a third term, and considering his unpopularity after the Embargo Act, which halted trade to England and France and almost crippled the U.S., retirement seemed an easy decision for him. His little buddy, five foot four James Madison, barely a hundred pounds dripping wet, would take his place. Madison, from Virginia, drafter of the Bill of Rights and Constitution, would continue the Jeffersonian Virginia dynasty. Current Vice President George Clinton was before the days of Parliament Funkadelic, started out as a lieutenant in the French and Indian Wars, then became governor of New York in 1777. When the revolution began, he enlisted and served, though still governor. Afterwards, he wasn't just a Democratic Republican, he was a staunch anti-federalist that believed strongly in the Bill of Rights. Clinton came in third place during the very first election, right behind John Adams and George Washington, then returned to governor, being the longest-running governor in American history up until Terry Brandat of Iowa when he broke the record. After Jefferson dropped current VP Aaron Burr, he chose Clinton to take his place in the 1804 election. Now, Clinton would become only the second vice president to serve for two different presidents besides John Calhoun. Meanwhile, the Federalist Party had choked in the last two elections, with Jefferson winning them both for the Democratic-Republicans. But the unpopularity of the Embargo Act brought a surge to the party as newspapers mocked the small-framed Madison for supporting a bill that would hurt the nation. The tertium quids had branched out of the Democratic-Republican Party, favoring James Monroe over Madison. Then came Charles Coatsworth Pinckney. 
also a veteran of the revolution, General Pinckney represented South Carolina in the House. After being a delegate during the XYZ affair, where France used bribery as a means of talking to American delegates, Pinckney leaned towards the Federalist Party. He had already lost in the previous presidential election to Jefferson, but now the tide was turning for the Federalists. And just like that, ding, ding, it was on. Madison and Clinton v. Pinckney. The result wasn't even close for the Federalists. On December 8, 1808, the electors cast their ballots, and the final tally would come in on this day in 1809, Madison 122, Pinckney 47. The Virginia dynasty would live on. In golf news, 1994. Jack Nicholson explodes in a case of classic L.A. road rage. Put down the two-wire, McMurphy. Nice and easy. Out, come out, wherever you are. On February 8th, 1994, Robert Blank, according to Jack, cut him off near the corner of Moore Parkway and Riverside Drive. At the next red light, Jack got out of the car and started hammering away on Blank's bends. I said over easy! On the windshield and on the roof the of the car. sense to me. If that's what being crazy is, then I'm senseless, out of it, gone down the road, wacko. But no more, no less. Jack apparently started getting into golf after the filming of 1990's The Two Jakes. On the course, he used his 3 and 5 iron, but not his 2. Not till that day, at least. So crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Panic not, people. It's okay. Blank's Mercedes is doing fine these days from what I hear. What are you saying? How about a little anger and management, Jack? You're on my side of the armrest. We're not going to have problems, are we? I mean, I know you were hoping that the Lakers were going to win another title this year, but come on, calm hey, down. I don't give a rat crap what or where you shove your show. Are we done being neighbors for now? An invention in patent news, 1883. Lewis Waterman begins to experiment on the invention of the fountain pen. That's right, world. You no longer have to dip that pesky feather into a jar of ink. Yet another reason planet Earth just needs Americans. Lewis Edson Waterman founded his company in New York in 1883 with the invention of a new feeder. He used the capillarity principle, which allowed air to induce a steady and even flow of ink. He worked on his invention for 10 years before placing it on the market. Waterman got a patent for his new fountain pen in 1884. In other invention and patent news, 1898, John Arne Sherman of Massachusetts patents the first envelope folding and gumming machine. Also in Massachusetts in 1802, Simon Willard patented the banjo clock. Finally in NBA news, 1986. Spud Webb defies the rule that size matters. Five foot seven, Anthony Jerome Webb from Dallas, Texas, found a way to get into the NBA as an Atlanta Hawk. Also played for the Sacramento Kings, and in 1986, during a slam dunk contest at the NBA All-Star Game weekend, Spud Webb, the shortest player to ever compete in this event, beat out players such as six foot eight, Dominique Wilkins, who was the slam dunk champ in 1985 man's game and so that my friends is going to wrap it up for february 8th on joe's daily u.s history lesson 
Once again, I'm your host, Joseph DiCristoforo. Check out the website, joesdailyushistorylesson.com, as well as the Facebook page. Let me know what your thoughts are on today's ep. For instance, what about that 1808 election? Who would have been your pick? Or what's your favorite Jack Nicholson movie? I guess we all know now what its favorite golf club is. Sacramento Kings fans, how great was Spud back in the day? So yeah, let me know what your take is. And while you're on the website, you can also check out some of the multiple choice quizzes that are on there. Have fun with that. And be sure to check out tomorrow's episode, More Election News, 1824, plus the game of volleyball and a happy anniversary to Elizabeth Bacon and George Custer. So don't miss that. And until then, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for being great patriotic Americans. And we will see you tomorrow. Good night now.